That's so quiet in comparison to the theme tune. <laughs> I've actually I've actually turned it down to like regular because I used to have it like max volume. I've actually turned it down a bit. Oh, even then I could hear there was bits clipping. I was there. Was that, am I am I clipping a bit? No, you're not clipping, but the theme tune was. Oh right, it was uh, max in. Yeah. Was it? Well, it, it sounded like it. I um, but then again, well, I don't know. Proof from the pudding, an audience can do this as well. Listen back to the uh, 14words uh, podcast. That's on www.anchor.fm forward slash 14words. There you go. Yeah. And this week on the news, we've got uh, Nazi gold. We have mystery liquid found inside a 2,000-year-old pot. Uh, what else is interesting? Underground entrances to Area 51 discovered, and a le- there's a leprechaun whis- whisperer who was interviewed on live TV. Mm. Mm. And then whatever else Hobbit, Hobbit fancies reading about. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true, because I, I haven't been reading any woo-woo today. All, all, all I saw of interest was they're going to build a tunnel. Wow, this could lead to potential woo-woo because there's ancient things hidden there. A tunnel to link Malta to Gozo, and it's going to be a long tunnel, and it's not going from one coast to another coast. It's going from like the middle of one island to the other to avoid uh, major traffic bottlenecks. Is that Gozo the Traveller? <laughs> Gozo the so, Traveller has come. No, oh, I, 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 uh, I didn't know about that, but. That's the thing. Apparently, the locals don't call it Gozo. They they've got some sort of weird Arabic name sounding for it. Sounds a bit like Kodesh or Aldesh or I don't I don't know. Uh, Gozo. That's nice and simple. There's a reason English is the official language of Malta. <laughs> yeah, go. It's Gozo. Gozo the traveller was the uh, was the deity from. Uh, uh, oh. Ghostbusters, that's the word. I, I didn't know that, but now I do. You live and learn. Uh, hey, there's, there's something about a giant radio telescope sets date for E.T. Hunt. I mean, is that the the phone Yeah, that's the one, the Arecibo. Oh, no, it's called Fast. That is the Arecibo. It's a big concrete dish. I think it was in one of the James Bond films, the one with Pierce Brosnan. Uh, uh, is that Golden Eye, te- is it? I don't remember which one. I, that's the next one, actually. I've watched the two Tim Dalton ones, and uh, I can see why uh, the second one, Licence to Kill, doesn't get repeated much often. I quite like, like Licence to Kill. I thought it was better than better than current gritty Bond, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. It, it, it is good in a lot of ways, but it's, it's, it's like that one with George Lazenby in it. Because it's featuring the Red Cross... They're very protective over their copyright. So, um, well, doesn't um, doesn't the Living Daylights have the Red Cross in it as well? Uh, I can't, I don't remember. But the one with George Lazenby uh, that has like uh, people in helicopters with the Red Cross on it with machine guns, which is absolutely verboten according to the Red Cross. And they they just generally they don't like um, their their thing to be depicted with any sort of like violence because they say 
Ah, that means uh, in war zones uh, we get attacked by uh, people, and we're we're unarmed. We're, we're just you know civilian helpers. And I'm like, yeah, but you're going into a war zone. What do you expect? I thought I thought I thought the Red Cross were used somehow when uh, you know in the Living Daylights when he goes to Afghanistan. Afghanistan or Iraq he goes to? I can't remember. Well, the Afghanistan one is the Tim Tim Dalton one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, because he, he's in a, he's in a prison in Afghanistan. Um, uh, it's the one with the the American uh, form. Well, he's not former general, but he wants to sell weapons to the Russians. Oh, that was the Living Daylights, was it? Because he plays Felix Leiter in the Brosnan Bonds, the same actor. Let me just have a look because I've I've been through these films so. Uh, it's licensed to kill, and yeah, the Living Daylights, nineteen eighty-seven. That that's the Afghanistan. Yeah, which sort of reminds me a lot of Rambo Three, and I'm just like, why are they doing all? Oh yeah, because Russia is evil. <laughs> but I mean, all of that aside, why were we talking about that? The, the Red Cross, and I don't know. Uh, oh, the uh, the satellite dish. Oh yeah, the satellite dish, and that yeah. I was just going to say, when they do this tunnel from Malta to Gozo, they might uncover giant skeletons, which they'll promptly have to like uh, cover up or something. Hide. Oh, this one is not the Arecibo um, dish. It's uh, China has announced when its 500-meter fast telescope will begin searching for intelligent alien life. I'm sure that's what the Chinese are going to be using this this thing for. Situated in southwest China's Guizhou province, the 500-meter-wide Aperture Spherical Telescope, also known as FAST, yeah, I, I don't know why what the F stands for either. It will cost 180 million dollars to build and is around the size of 30. Well, it, it's not the size of 30. Is it a fucking features. amazing super telescope? Is that what it is? It's a radio telescope. It's no, I mean, a radio fast. Telesco- Does FAST stand oh. for fucking amazing super telescope? Or fucking aperture spherical telescope. <laughs> I mean, why don't they just call it? Yeah, this telescope was made for fucking with the aliens. <laughs> well, but seriously, I, I don't understand what what are the Chinese doing with this radio telescope? You can't tell me they're really interested. I mean, you, you know, I, what, I, wouldn't what Chinese... allow, I wouldn't allow the Chinese to have a bike. I really wouldn't have allowed them to have a bicycle. Because I think they'd even be managed to do something subversive with a bicycle. I mean, it was a mistake giving the Chinese fire for a start, but, or the wheel. Um, but it, the thing is, right, China, this, this is the, the extent of Chinese um, uh, curiosity. Let's go and send a fleet to explore the world. And this was when Europe was still recovering from the Black Plague, which was thanks to uh, China. Um Explore the world. All right, here's a couple of places. Go back to them. Give them some like um, some Ming vases and some other gifts. And then they went. They stay. And then for another five hundred years, China just stayed to itself. And it's like, yeah, we're not interested in the rest of the world. So what the fuck is China doing with this giant telescope? I mean, I can't. It it is a, a telescope for observing things. All I can think is they can use that um, great big parabolic dish, which is 500 metres wide, to shine a giant laser into space to zap uh, satellites out of space. Mind you, they did do that um, thing uh, a few years ago where they shot a missile into space to blow up one of their satellites. 
which I think was just a thing to say to the Americans and Israelis, yeah, we can shoot your satellites out of space. Which they'll do. That's and a really good comment, that... but I was going to do these stories in order. <laughs> the, first, the first one being the uh, diary reveals location of hidden Nazi gold stash. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sorry, I just I, I got all, all all worn up about uh, this. What the fuck is China doing? The giant thing. They're going to oh, look through ladies' Canary. bedroom windows, I think. As as Flary Canary says, it's Moon Raper. <laughs> Colgate Max White says a view to a cock. <laughs> Gold fingering. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> A wee babu says Hong Kongers don't eat dogs and are familiar with our legal system. <laughs> oh. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. Um, I could be annoyed by this stuff. Or alternatively, we could talk about Nazi gold. The na- the evil Nazis. <laughs> oh, God, they're so evil. I mean, even from, like, the, the grave, they're still being so evil. I reckon there's probably, like, a, there's probably some poor Jew, which Tommy Robinson hasn't yet done the documentary about, how they've had, like, a heart attack because they were so scared watching Schindler's List. Oh, so, a mysterious diary kept for decades by a Masonic lodge could lead to the whereabouts of 30 tons of Nazi gold. You would have thought you E30 tons of Nazi Nazi gold would be fairly easy to to find, wouldn't it? Uh, the diary, which was written 75 years ago by a Nazi SS officer known as Michaelis, details Heinrich Himmler's plan to stash large amounts of gold, works of art, and other valuable items that Nazis had stolen during their invasion and occupation of Europe. Oh, yes, because when I think of typically uh, Germanic names, I think of a name like Michaelis. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? The location. Oh, the, the location of one of these sites is actually described in the diary: an abandoned well situated beneath Hochberg Palace in the village of Rozotska in southern Poland. The undiscovered treasure trove, if it exists, allegedly contains stole, gold stolen from the Reichsbank in the Polish town of Breslau that would be worth billions of euros in today's money. The diary itself had been kept, kept hidden away by a secret, so, secret society in Quedlinburg, Germany, for years until 2019. It was given to the Polish foundation Silesian Bridge, in, which in turn chose to gift it to the people of Poland as a way to apologise for what transpired during World War Two. So uh, yeah, because I thought that I've also heard those other stories that apparently they were dumping, they on the retreat they were dumping uh, gold and and valuables and stuff in lakes. Have you ever heard that story? Well, I mean, like what the one I hear often is like, yeah, the Nazis hid their gold in Switzerland, and the evil Swiss won't give the gold back to the the poor beleaguered Jews who clearly have suffered enough. Yeah. And Swiss, Swiss, why are you being so evil? Why, why are you not giving them all the gold which they claim is theirs? The Swiss used to be so nice, didn't they? All cuckoo clocks and choc- and chocolate and Heidi, and now they're and, evil. Uh, stringent laws on on noise pollution. <laughs> uh, so there's a bit I more on this. Author Michaelis was also thought to have controlled Nazi transport in the region and could have been easily aware of large amounts of riches. Had been moved from one place to another. Oh, 
But could this be could this abandoned well really become a huge be home to a huge stash of gold? The building itself is situated in a region that was often used by the Nazis to store stolen goods, and is known to, known to be riddled with ca- caves and mine shafts. And, How and, and, do and they us, know it was stolen goods? Because uh, it was the Nazis. Oh, okay. What? What? So you, you're saying they didn't just legitimately purchase this and said uh, no? I'm, not I'm, possible. No, it was Nazis. No. They, they did. Did they steal it and then kick a granny in the leg so that they break? You know, just and then and then and then when they go to auction, would they spit on the auctioneer's face? Yeah, yeah. They, they just say, uh, "I've I've changed the rules. Pray I do not change them uh, any further." Doctor Doctor Nobe, um, Thunderballs for your ass only. Have we got? Uh, uh, they, is it James Bond puns tonight then? I prefer the guy who bummed men. Never say bugger again. The boon who mugged me. <laughs> Never say for bugger again. Ar- for your ass only. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get on gay James Bond titles? I don't. Well, this is the audience. I mean, you know, the, the, this this is on them. So uh, uh, keep up, audience. <laughs> yeah, we've got a new fan. Fourteen travels. Hubbard, have you noticed? Yeah, I like that. That's that's a good name. I I, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, so we, we're done with how evil are. Oh, I don't think we can ever be done with how evil the Nazis no, are. No, you can't, can you? Every week, I'm always finding out about some new evil they perpetrated, like with the pedal... I, in fact, I even saw one of these pedal masturbation machines, and it was being used on this Brazilian woman who was forced to ride something that wasn't a saddle. Have you seen uh, this one? Was... Have you seen this one from 2017? Can AI work out who betrayed Anne Frank? <laughs> oh dear! Oh Did you dear. want to do this? Are we are we going into Nazis? Are we? Is that what we're going to do? Did you oh, want to I, find, I, out, I, I, find out no, if I AI can work out who killed who betrayed Anne Frank? Not particularly. I just wanted to make my joke about the pedal-powered masturbation machines. <laughs> I saw video evidence of it being used on a lady. Um, she was naked as well. Uh, there, there is a story here, which which I think we we get into Anne Frank. But first of all, uh, there's one I'll post it into the same place that we post these things. Uh, scientists almost certain that Europa hosts life. You know about Europa? It's I know Europa the, the last battle. It's uh, oh yeah, that's a film, isn't it? <laughs> Europa, I think it's, um, I think it's a, a moon. Oh of, god, of, they've, uh, they've gone on to Bond actors now. It's Rogering Moore. Well, it was Rogering Moore. I on mean, it, that's that's what it was. It's the ding dong. On His Majesty's Secret Service, I think we've run out now, haven't we? I think that's the bottom uh, of the barrel scraped. Uh, Pierced Brosnan. Never, never say beaver again. Pierced Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. Is, um, so, I think we need to start references because it's not getting any better, is it? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I appreciate the audience, you know, uh, wearing themselves out on this. It's, it's good, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Oh, I like that. One of the users in our chat is called Keeping It Vril. Yeah, he's been so, in for shall, a while. Shall, shall we do um, AI to detect that Anne Frank was using a biro or um, or Life on Europa? Let's do life on Europa. No, this is the same thing. Uh, I, I think it's one of those things where they'll say, 
Ah, we've, we're looking at the telescopes at Mars and we see canals there, so we suspect there may be life because we can see and possibly canals. Italians. Yeah, the and, and there's a face. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, as opposed to Mancunians. Is yeah. it Ma- Manchester that has the canals? Or? Well, oh, look, oh, look, we've just seen a little man pushing another little man into the canal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I need to stop reading the chat. It's too distracting. But So, yeah, here's this thing. A leading British space scientist. Oh, well, not a rocket scientist then. Space that, scientist. Space scientist. What? Not uh, that's the official name for it, isn't it? Yeah, one of them space scientists in it mm. uh, maintains that Jupiter's icy moon is very likely to be home to alien organisms. I reckon that's probably true. That I mean that I am expecting them to find some bacteria there. Um, there might be multicellular stuff, but who, who knows? Um, when it comes to seeking out signs of extraterrestrial life within our own solar system, no target has been proven more tantalising than Europa, a world thought to be home. Is that, to is a that like a is that like a uh, like a prank call gag? Hello, is that icy moon? Yes. Well, you better throw it out then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is is, is there uh, Mr. Wall there? No. Is there, oh, is there Mrs. Wall? No. Is there any walls there? No. How does the ceiling stay up? <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, it's um, it's got so Europa's got a crust of um, solid water, and underneath it, uh, maybe tides, maybe solid due water. To you mean small... ice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're well, starting to talk like I'm... a journalist, Hobbit now. <laughs> oh no, it's bad, isn't it? I reckon this is what happens. You start reading enough news articles, and you start thinking like journalists. <laughs> Um, Do journalists think? That's that, that's a question. That's that's, one, that's a fourteen question, isn't it? Well, not really, because if they did, they'd be able to spot. Like there was that thing where um, you and Capstan were going over it, and he was applying the the commas, which, as I was saying, that they've rationed commas in in news organisations now. <laughs> another punctuation. But suffice to say, Europa, they reckon's got a liquid um, core. Uh, well, the very core itself might be a small rocky thing, but it's a liquid mantle of water, and then it will be an icy crust. How do I so, know that by looking is... at it through a telescope? Um, they don't. I think it's when the Voyager probe went over it, uh, and they did an analysis, and they said, yeah, this is mostly water. Voyager. Voyager. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. For those, for those that like Star Trek, the motion picture, Voyager. Uh, I should I should watch um, the Wrath of Khan one of these days. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Um, one major proponent of the idea is planetary scientist Professor Monica Grady, who outlined her thoughts on the subject. A recent talk at Liverpool Hope University. Does that mean she specialised then? If she's not a space scientist. <laughs> I mean, plan- planetary scientist. So that's not a space scientist, then, is it? It's a planetary scientist. Wouldn't it be? Shouldn't she be something like a bit more fancy, like an exogeologist or something? Like, that sounds better, doesn't it? Exogeologist. Yeah, yeah. Well, then again, she is from the Liverpool Hope University. Liverpool. Um, not only could there be life forms in the icy ocean of Europa, she argues, but deep caverns on Mars could also provide a potential sheltered habitat for extraterrestrial organisms. When it comes to the prospects of life beyond Earth, it's almost a racing certainty. Have you ever heard of a racing certainty? 
Yeah, I've heard of the term, but I don't quite know what it means. Well, she oh, says it mean, it's like, odds on. A... I think it means like odds on, doesn't it? It's almost a racing certainty there's life beneath the ice on Europa. It's a phrase I've never heard until now, so uh, yeah. Uh, elsewhere, if there's going to be life on Mars, it's going to be under the surface of the planet. There you're protected from solar radiation, and that means there's possibility of ice remaining in the pores of the rocks, which could act as a source of water. If there is something on Mars, it's likely to be very small bacteria. Well, I think we've got a better chance of having slightly higher forms of life in Europa, perhaps similar to the intelligence of an octopus. Well, okay, that's a bold claim. Overall, she argues, the conditions that led to life on Earth are likely to have occurred elsewhere too. Our solar system is not a particularly special planetary system, as far as we know, and we still haven't explored all the stars in the galaxy. All right, you fucking bitch. No, you don't need to get your philosophy involved in this. Our solar system is the most unique in the entire universe, and we don't have any other proof to say otherwise. Is she being godless, is she? Yeah, she said, oh, well, you know, we're just some insignificant speck of dirt on the arse end of nowhere. Yeah. The usual sort of like, oh, I'm just a speck of dust. It's mean, I'm so insignificant and meaningless. The fact that we have intelligent life on our planet is a miracle. It just, there's so, if you look at the, it's called the great filter of the Fermi paradox, like all these filters which would preclude intelligent life from arising, yet alone intelligent life which can explore the stars, which we've almost got to if it wasn't for our experiments with political correctness. Um, it, yeah, I, 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 I saw this. Yeah, well, I saw a meme today. It says, what joggers were up to this Friday, what white people were up to this Friday. And it's like uh, two of them on the SpaceX launch. Um, uh, so the first, because a friend and I, he was sort of saying, oh, you know, we could do asteroid mining. We've got all the technology for it. And because he was talking about terraformation, I was saying it would be far easier to build an orbital uh, cylinder habitat than it would be to terraform a planet. And that's what we should be doing because it's easier to just transport asteroids and give them a shunt and wait a number of years for them to get somewhere than it is to terraform a planet. Um, and he's saying, oh, yeah, we could actually do that if it wasn't for, you know, the political will and things. And I said, yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that we have to cope with our cities being on fire. It's, it's, it's hard to, you know, think, to send, send our gazes upwards when you're, you're very, uh, you're, uh, very, uh, very world is on fire. I'm sorry, I'm looking at that, and there's, there's um, a Voyager scientist saying Enceladus, Enceladus, uh, one of the moons of Uranus, I think it is, may harbor life. Uranus, it's Uranus oh, a bit. Oh, it's in Uranus, is, yeah. Rings around oh, Uranus, Saturn, moons around Uranus. Saturn's, yeah, <laughs> Saturn's icy moon. So, yeah, they reckon en Enceladus and en NC Lad Us, um, there we go, uh, is, uh, is an icy world like uh, Europa. So there might, there might be, um, there might be life there too. <clears throat> oh, Flurry Canaries, this hashtag Forium Energy. Speaking of hashtags, I mean, um, you've seen they're, they're talking about question time, or is that appropriate for 14? Uh, we'll, mention, we'll mention it at the end because we want people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, mystery liquid found inside inside two thousand year pot year old pot. You seen this one, Hobbit? We should get Ashens to drink it. 
Have a guess what? Archaeologists in China have discovered a strange brown liquid inside an ancient pot shaped like a swan. Is it how much, how much do you reckon's left now? <laughs> do you reckon they've had it all? They, they, might, they might have had some, but uh, oh, a free messianic Bible. Is that as good as the Schofield reference Bible? <laughs> I don't know. It looks like uh, there's a six pointed star in there, so I'm not sure. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when I'm thinking of the Bible, I'm thinking six pointed hexagrams with uh, yeah. six point six edges and six triangles. Yeah, that's 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 very holy. That is. And how many lines is that? Is that one, two, three, four? I I can't see how many lines are in the middle. So is that? Oh, oh, it's all right. It's not demonic. It's it's four sixes, not three sixes. Oh, that's all right then. Hmm. Hey. Yeah. Oh, uh, elaborately. Uno, Uno, a card game is saying, is that a Nazi capacitor? Yes, it's the famous six-pointed Nazi death capacitor. <laughs> uh, the elaborately crafted vessel, which has a top piece shaped like the neck of a swan, has been unearthed alongside a number of other artifacts in a tomb in central China's Henan province. A total of 3,000 millilitres of the mysterious yellowish-brown liquid was extracted from the pot. However, researchers would have to wait a chemical analysis to determine exactly what it could be. The pot, along with a bronze helmet, a bronze basin, a number of iron and jade swords have been discovered during an urban regeneration project in the city of San Mexin... San Men... Mencia... Mencia... XIA... The, artic the artifacts would have been buried alongside the deceased as part of the funerary practices of the time. It's believed the tomb dates back to between 200 BC and 200 AD. So somewhere in that 400 year range, they they've got it right down, Hobbit. Hmm. Yeah. The, the pot in particular has intrigued researchers due to its unique design. The design resembles that of a mute swan, said senior veterinarian Gao Rui, who was, who was tasked with identifying the specific species upon which the pot shape was based. The design suggests that its creators must have observed both birds close up. Probably before eating them, <laughs> I should imagine. We can boldly estimate that swans may have appeared in San, San Menxia during the late... Quinn? Kin? Quinn, an early Han dynasty. Do you know much about pronouncing your uh, Chinese dynasties? Yeah, their names are all pronounced Ping Chong, Qing Dong, Ding Dong, Ching. <laughs> Said Zhu, Zhu Xiao Dong of San Mexico. This is just like they're taking the mick out of me now. Institute of Cultural Re Relics and Archaeology. We we just call them, you know. You have to give them, you have to give them anglicised names like uh, Fred. Who was that one? In, yeah, I was going to say, who was that one in um, uh, uh, the Pink Panther? They had like some Chinese guy there. Bert, uh, that's it. Bert Quok. Bert Quok. Yeah. So just just refer to them as Bert Quok. Kato, my little yellow friend. <laughs> oh, Kato, that's it. Yeah, Kato. Hey, I've got I've got something for the Brutus files here. What's that? Um, which have, it, it's going to called brief area and Yogi pra, Pralad Jan uh, Pralad Jani. Excellent pronunciation there, Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, it's named pra, Pralad Jani. <laughs> what's what's Breatharian, where he kind of believes in breathing, does he? 
uh, they're like, I do not need to eat. Uh, I just have a cup of coffee a day and a cheese sandwich. And sometimes I have a McDonald's Happy Meal and sometimes a salad. Um, but yeah, they, they uh, live just by breathing air. Born in 1929 in India's Chalata village, Plahad Jani lived for decades as a hermit in the cave in Gujarat and spent the majority of his time meditating, lazy bastard. Throughout his long life, he gained quite a significant following due to his claim he was able to survive indefinitely without eating or drinking. Well, then why is he dead? In 2003, <laughs> he was subject of a study at Sterling Hospital's Amenbababad, where he was observed in a sealed room by Dr. Sudhir Shah and other physicians for a period of 10 days. Although he was described as physically normal, he lost weight during this time, casting doubt on the notion that he'd be able to survive for a long period of time without ingesting anything at all. Yeah, but he went and 10 to... days without pit, without food or drink. Well, I, I don't know if he went without a drink. It, it said, uh, it doesn't say, you know, I mean, for all I know, it could be a sealed room, but they were just sneaking in the chicken biryani every night. Could have been drinking his own uh, piss on the sly. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. Um, so a later 2010 study, which lasted 15 days, also reported it's healthy and physically normal. However, it remained unclear what exactly was happening to him. It suggested that he was able to demonstrate an extreme form of adaptation to starvation and water restriction. Yeah, because you, sp you can only last three days without water. Um, other medical experts, however, remain sceptical, noting that survival without food or water is... Uh, that survival without food or water was impossible. So they're using the past tense. Does that mean it is possible now? And that there have been opportunities during the study for him to receive items from devotees who could visit him without supervision. Yes. Well, it wasn't a study, and, then, uh, was it? <laughs> no, just, it wasn't. He was just sort of staying over. <laughs> so he's just sort of st staying in this room, and uh, we're just going to turn our back when the devotees come here. That's good. Oh, yes, so more rigorous scientific investigations from India. Yeah. Other medical. <laughs> uh, yeah. Until his dying day, Jani's claims remained contentious and drew the ire of medical professionals who dismissed the mere idea of breatharianism as highly dangerous. Well, it's not highly dangerous because anyone gullible enough to think that they can survive on breathing air, I would like them to prove it. Come back to me in three days' time. Huh. Um, uh, let's see. Suffice to say, it is definitely not saying anyone should be trying at home. Well, I think that's the ideal place to be trying it if you're going to do it anywhere. Yeah, because you can have a drink, have a drink and something to eat then, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jenny died last Tuesday at the age of 90. He died early Tuesday morning at his residence due to old age, but I thought he could live indefinitely on, on not eating. Said his neighbour, He was rushed to hospital after midnight, but was declared dead on arrival by doctors there. Um, yeah, so there you go. A man who totally was able to <laughs> hold on, live hold on. on I've got to go back to the uh, to the ch to the th to the pot thing. Fourteen travel says I had a strange brown liquid inside me the day after I got pissed and had a dodgy kebab. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I too have I've, I've had situations where I've um, had a dose of the salts and. Well, I, I actually I actually had that the day, the day after I went out for a beer with you last. I know, I know. And the awful thing is, I I remember there was a, a it's a franchise um, where you got your your dodgy kebab, 
and the other one was was being done for hygiene but i'm pretty sure you did try to warn me yeah 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 but i mean i i was there with you it looked clean enough that establishment yeah i mean I'll, we we didn't see him picking his bum hole in between flipping the burger. So. <laughs> didn't that's all you can nose, ask him. No, no. He, that's I think that's the most you can ask for those with those people. It's just like <laughs> well, you, haven't, you haven't shit over the griddle, so uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, uh, do we do want to do one for? Is this the best time to look for UFOs? Oh, Man described UFO air battle encounter. Oh, yeah, oh, this is in the second. Yeah, so um, Man describes UFO air battle encounter. Or is this the best time? To... We'll do UFO because this one be really simple. I can summarize it in three, two sentences. Um, there's few aircraft during lockdown, and there's low pollution levels. So this is an ideal opportunity to go sky watching. There you go. There's that story done. Is that literally all they say? Uh, no, there's, there's like a bit, uh, of a bit of a thing going on, didn't they? There's, this, uh, they repeat themselves as well. It says the reduction in air pollution has also made it possible to see objects in the sky over a much longer distance than would normally be possible. So just repeating the first bit. This is an excellent time for sky watching, they repeat again, said former <laughs> Ministry of Defence UFO investigator Nick Pope. Because so many UFO sightings turn out to be misidentification. Uh, or, or, zero, or Zero calls him Nick Pope, the government dope. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because he because said he wanted, he wanted blood spot. Zero, if you're listening, come back to us, mate. And uh, he did say he wanted blood sports with uh, Nick Pope. Mm, mm. Yeah, so he just says, uh, because so many UFO sightings turn out to be misidentifications of aircraft or aircraft lights, the massive reduction in flying has cleared the skies leaving people better able to search for the source. While there have been larger numbers of sightings in some areas than others over the years, the so-called UFO hotspots, it is still viable to look to the skies just about anywhere. There's no easy answer to your question of UFO hotspots, said Pope. It's a complex mix, where one has to take account of total population, population density, light pollution, proximity to flight paths, and military bases and a whole host of other factors. The media plays a big part too. Sometimes if a local newspaper runs a story about UFO sighting, they'll end with a request for other witnesses to contact the news desk. First to say, if you see anything usual in the sky, please let us uh, know. For, the 14 below. travels is Ian. That's what he calls himself now. Okay. Oh, 10 pints of Guinness and a packet of peanuts is Irish sandpaper. <laughs> If if you want if you want to see rusty radiator water being squirted out, have a dose of the salts. That that will that will do it. <laughs> what is happening to this stream? I, I, it's 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 gone it's gone to pot. It has ever since that urn was discovered with the brown substance in it. Yeah, but it is one which I'm thinking is more more useful. Um, man describes UFO air battle encounter. Or do you want to do your one about an eagle-eyed Google Earth user who's identified what appear to be several underground tunnel entrances? Yeah, we'll do the do, do the several tunnel entrances. Uh, there yeah. are a few places on Earth as notoriously secretive as Area Fifty One. What do you think about Area Fifty One? Do you think Area Fifty One is where they absolutely don't do that kind of shit, but they pretend they do, so that's where all the muppets go? Yeah, I don't know why Area 51 gets such a look in because I'm not told like Edwards Air Force Base is where they do the um, the other stuff. I mean, I'm sure there's like stuff that goes on in Area 51, which is top secret. But you, sometimes there's like 
And then the air general uh, shit himself. Ah, well, that's classified now. <laughs> do, you, do, do, you, do you remember those idiots who are gonna but we're gonna bum rush Area Fifty One? Do you remember that one? <laughs> yeah, but I seem to remember there was something at the time which was like controversial, like uh, like some Israeli secrets got leaked, or there was like Me Too reports, or Epstein Island's evidence, or so, there was, was that, something was that going when on. Epstein died, um, or when Epstein was when... arrested. It was it was around about that sort of time. It was there was something more interesting going on with Epstein or um, uh, than than it was about uh, bum rushing Area Fifty One. Yeah, but I think bum bum rushing a military base where people are armed on the fence is probably not the best idea. I think it is. I think anybody <laughs> that wants. I think anybody that really wants to do that should go ahead and do it. <laughs> and they should run in straight lines and not zigzag. So, an eagle uh, on this show, we uh, encourage people to be sensible and not kill themselves by uh, getting shot by military police. So, uh, so basically, someone's had a look at Google Earth and they go, "Oh, look, that looks like a bit where it could be a tunnel." Oh, wow. cool. Or it could just be an outcrop in the rock. Who knows? But we'll just jump jump mm. to the conclusion it's a massive tunnel going to a deep underground base. You know, Coletti Spaghetti in the chat, and I could well believe him doing this because he's the sort of that word. He says, every time I visit Weatherspoon, I like to be Zora and leave the brown Z-skids on the bog. <laughs> there are some, as we found out the other day, there are some chefs that like to leave skid marks on the uh, on the chopping board, chopping board, don't they? Oh, God, Yeah. Uh no, I, I got properly angry when you did that segment. That's why I had to bugger off. <laughs> this, did, did you want to do the rarest primate, or should we skip that and talk to talk about the leprechaun whisperer? Oh, let's do the rarest um, primate uh, just briefly. See what this. Let's, let's have a picture of the monkey, the Hainan gibbon. Is All that right. not the funky gibbon? Oh, Hainan. Because that's a province of uh, China, isn't it? Hainan Gibbon. It's an Hainan. island hobbit. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, it's uh, And a few dozen still survive, and the Chinese are salivating at eating the last 12 of them. <laughs> I mean, that's basically why it's uh, so so close to it. It's just... So, what, yeah. Well, they're, they're either eating it or grinding it up for boner pills, aren't they? One of the two. Well, they're consuming it one way or another. Ooh, excuse me. I still think we should. We ought to persuade them that we should. We should let the Chinese know that the the huntsman spider gives you a four hour erection. I can't. I can't. I can't delete comments in the chat. I can only report or block them. Oh right, uh, blocks the same as deleting anyway. Is what, it? What are you looking at? Block, block, block blocking then? Pork and pine Nutella. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's this that is that is a food crime. You you're gonna have to go to the Hague for that. Yeah. A man who claims to be Ireland's last living leprechaun whisperer has spoken about the impact of the virus. What's the preparation for talking to leprechauns? Is it uh, is it a few parts of the old Guinness there, is it? Well, based on my evidence in the leprechaun films, uh if you find like a gold coin, that'll make them talk to you shortly before murdering you. 
You may be forgiven for thinking that leprechauns, bearded, green-suited little Irish people of folklore are little more than the product of stories and folk tales. But according to Kevin Woods, father of Keith, of Carlingford County Louth, however, these mischievous fairy folk are not only real, but are in communication with him, sharing their thoughts about current events. Are they worried about the Anglo-American Empire, are they? Oh, so they are, so they are. They they think they think that think that Richard Spencer's a nice lad. Oh, he certainly is, and I like his other friends. That uh, David York. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> For many years, Woods has acted as a custodian of the Leprechauns and has previously successfully lobbied for them to be granted special protected status. He also claims to have a special power that enables him to see and talk to them. Like I say, it's a few parts of the old black stuff, isn't it? No, no, the special power is Lockjaw. It's being able to speak without moving jaw. Speaking during a recent appearance on This Morning in the UK, he told host Ruth Langford and Eamon Holmes that while leprechauns have been doing fine, their numbers are dwindling. Uh, there were millions mm. of them here in Ireland, but they all died apart from 236. That's a very specific number, isn't it? Uh, why? Did he have a Did, head what, count? What, what, what? Yeah, I mean, um, was was there a census of of leprechauns? Uh, did Do Ireland conduct censuses? Sensei, <laughs> is it sensei? Yeah, what is multiple of census? I don't know. I think it's probably sensei. I don't know. Might Either be, way, I'm might thinking... be census because sometimes that the same word is the plural, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I'm really the custodian then and their lives. I'm really the custodian of them and their lives, and I've been doing that since I got them a protected species. Leprechauns are spirits. They manifest themselves to me as leprechauns. I visit them each day. I haven't broken the restrictions. Does he have to stay two metres away from the uh, leprechauns, does he? That's right. When observing a uh, spectral phenomenon and, and spirits that interfere in nature, you need to make sure you wear your dentist mask so uh, not cough all over them. And you, <laughs> you don't want to start in, infecting them now with a demonetized virus because uh, that would be bad. Woods runs There's a tour. There's only 236 of them left now, don't you know? <laughs> Woods, Woods runs a tour business named Last Leprechauns of Ireland. However, while the coronavirus doesn't seem to have impacted the little folk themselves, his profits have certainly taken a hit. It's not really business oh. to me. I have enough, enough access to the gold, he said. I don't need the business. I do it to tell people the story is true. I like that. Uh, Flary Canary says, uh, yeah, the, the way he contacts the leprechauns is he rings Warwick Davis in the middle of the <laughs> night and does heavy breathing down the line. <laughs> Warbrick Gavis. <laughs> the fucking gay names continue. <laughs> How would mankind in ha handling an alien invasion? Uh, they'd tell us to stop being okay. so bigoted and just open your heart to the aliens. Wasn't Wouldn't that, they? isn't it called Project Blue Book, where they're going to fake an alien invasion to say, see, you've got to allow blacks and uh, browns into your house because aliens. We're all the same race, the human race. Oh, what they're going to do? Uh, they're going to do a uh, Aussie Mandy or something, are they? <laughs> Drop a big well, pussy I... alien on on some cities. Yeah, and then it's just uh, oh, see the aliens are here. Well, we best best do away with all that racism, except against the aliens. Be racist to the aliens, but not racist to the uh, other humans. The illegal aliens. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh no, these are really illegal aliens because uh, they've, you know, there's uh, apparently we've got border control around our our, our planet's uh, atmosphere. But aren't we all we're uh, all one galaxy, really? Though. Yeah, I mean, we're all just sentient beings, so you know, who's yeah. to say that our Earth's not their Earth? And uh, for all we know, they could be the gold and say, well, actually, th this is our planet. And we brought you as slaves. We were slaves. Has, has somebody has somebody been watching some Stargate HD? One of them. Uh, I watched the entire series, and then I watched the spin-offs, which were progressively worse. Uh, Stargate Atlantis wasn't too bad compared to some of the other ones, but uh, the one on terrible. the spaceship was kind of all right. Oh, uh, Stargate in space. Yeah, it's Stargate yeah. in space. <laughs> I can't even remember <laughs> what it was called. It was pretty much Stargate in space. Yeah. It was Stargate, stop the, stop the ship, I want to get off, because they didn't really know how to fly it, did they? No, no, they, they, and they don't know where they were going with that show either. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. <sighs> oh, it, it. oh, Hobbit, have you seen this one on the Ooh. next page? Killer asteroid struck at worst possible angle. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a killer asteroid. It's not on the, It's not like a, a slight nuisance asteroid, is it? <laughs> well, the the asteroid flew overhead and it knocked some my priceless china off the mantelpiece. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, here's something I'm really glad to see on unexplainedmysteries.com, getting to the real heart of the matter. World's oldest bug discovered in Scotland. Ooh. Have they battered it and eaten it? <laughs> uh, scientists, well, they could be, because the scientists from Texas, they've identified the tiny fossil of a millipede that lived more than 425 million years ago. Spooky ghost millipede. Yeah. The remarkable discovery, which was made on the island of Kirkera in the Scottish Inner Hebrides. If I do the spooky voice, it'll make this sound spooky. Well, you just sound like uh, you're doing the uh, the Futurama voice. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. That is the spooky voice. Oh, is that the spooky it's, voice? Yeah, it's, it's older than any other known insect or arachnid and dates back to the mid-Paleozoic era. To find it, you researchers at the University of Texas, Austin, extracted microscopic minerals from the rock below using a, a low-tech method, gluing a pin to the tip of a pencil to locate any fossils. Um, the millipede is around 75 million years older than the previous oldest known insect. The species, well, if it's a millipede, it's not an insect. The species is thought to have transitioned from living in lakes to living in forest environments, Oh, so it's, it's not only is it 425 million years old, but it's a tranny. Um, it's... Within the Red Sea short time frame, it's 40 million years. And so I think, let's see, Michael Brookfield, that's University of Massachusetts in Boston. It's a big jump from these tiny guys to very complex forest communities. Boston is strong. It didn't take that long, said Michael Brookfield from Boston. It seems to be a rapid radiation of evolution from these mountain valleys down to the lowlands, and then we'll wait after that. 
The oldest known stemmed plant, which was also found in Scotland and is the same age as the millipede fossil, has also been identified using a similar method. What, of poking it with a stick with yeah. a pin glued onto it? Wow, there we go. That was a spooky story from Scotland. Does this mean all, all life began in Scotland, not Kenya? We're, we're, from, we're all from... It came from Scotland. Monkey yeah. stick, monkey stick. Oh, I thought I think we've already done this one, haven't we? Monkey steals coronavirus blood samples. I feel like we've done it. No, we haven't done it, but I'm sure other places have done it because it's one of those sort of stories where, like, yay mayhem. It's it's stories from India, so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Uttar Pradesh. Because I mentioned, I remember struggling with Uttar Pradesh the the other day. Oh yeah, wasn't it like like Hash was one of the names and Subaraj Hash Ganja? Yeah, something like that. But like, I thought it was just a piss take thing. It was just all these. Uh, he actually tweeted uh, it. Monkey ran away with Corona test samples. Locals fear spread of infection. Jesus That's all right. They can, they can just bake in cow shit then, haven't they? Yeah. Also, Pakistani oh, spy the- pigeon is captured by police. Yeah, we did that story. That was quite Big list says, hey, have the protests gone to India now too, have they? You know, they're the taking the knee protests. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not taking a the knee. They're taking the... Uh... <laughs> Silly Assad um, yeah. said they should call the millipede a jock roach. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But... Right, are we going to no, do no, some... The, the... These are the cheeky monkeys, not the uh, the ones which smash open shops to ra- uh, steal tellies. I was going to say rape tellies. Are we going to do? Yeah, are we going to go straight? Go into the uh, into the depressing shit again? Well, the the, the actual spooky shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, which? What yeah. do you want to do? Because there's. Uh, do you want to do a couple more cases from that other website you went to the Beams Investigations? Yeah, that's the point. I'll have to bring that website back up. As, as you can see, we, we've got all this stuff ready beforehand, and uh, we're not just doing it on the fly. No, no, no. You know what? I do all this stuff on the fly. If we start to, um, if we if we start doing this, you know, actual preparing beforehand, we'll be one of those boring shows with one of those boring presenters on it, where they're just reading a long wall of text. Yeah. No, we're we're fluid and organic, and we're doing it by the seat of our pants, and that makes a more entertaining show for for myself, for my co-host Hemi, and yeah. for our dear audience who really want us to just get on with it. Uh, so I'm doing the one from February 2015. Uh, dogs in, I mean, so I'm sure this is a wind-up name. Animal-loving couple were reported to make a horrific discovery as they walk their dogs in. Wow, nah, la, la, wid. <laughs> in South Wales, UK. Well, to be fair, that does sound fairly Welsh. Yeah. Um, Tyron Curtis and his fa- and his fiance Alicia Hilton were walking their Staffordshire Bull Terriers, Diesel and Stassi, when they stumbled upon a horse which they believe had been stabbed to get death. Uh, it was. My fiance, my fiance and I were taking the dogs for a walk in the field behind, behind my house on Ken Gid Road, said Mr. Curtis. It was a casual walk, but we came across a dead horse, which we thought lo- it looked like it had been stabbed to death and had his eyes pulled out. 
Shocked to find the young couple, couple set about trying to find the horse's owner, she said. We have been to all the houses and nobody knows who owns it, says Mr. Curtis, age 23. I was devastated. We were about 150 yards away from it. I thought it was a cow at first, but there are no cows on that field. We love our animals and we love going up the field and seeing the horses. The horses, horse was perfectly fine the other day, standing there eating the grass, but this looks like someone has done it on purpose. So that's well, not a lot of detail yeah, in that I mean, one. No, no. But, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Nice bit of opinion there from, from Welsh. It looked like somebody done it on purpose. <laughs> it's, uh, it was fine before it had been stabbed. Yeah, I mean, oh no, it just accidentally got stabbed 20 times. So it was just yeah. an accidental stabbing. <laughs> oh, that one, that, that's a dead link. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Do, you want, do you want to watch a bit I'm of good. gross video, Hobbit? What? Oh yeah, there's nothing which gets me going like gross video. Uh, I'll pl I'll I'll play I'll play it for the audience if you want to play it at the same time. Might be the easiest way of doing it. Harvest of blood. Yes, yeah, so I'll put that on. I'll, I'll this audio is brought that to is you a very by Yelk Tony. Oh, that's Voice an hour and a half. I'm not watching all of that. That's the cause of the copyright. Bloody harvest. The reality of vet related cattle and human mutilations or reasons Ooh. enough to be very cautious about the trustful approach to extraterrestrial. Oh, there's a bit about people. I've gone to 1244. We observed one cut Ooh. off of the externally biased planting incision with no hollowing of. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch anything more of that. That's really grim. Uh, Harvest of Blood. What's it called? Harvest of Blood. Human and What's their debut album called? <laughs> uh, yeah, because there are some reports of like human mutilations, isn't there? Human mutilation. Oh, I found a Dublin, the Dublin horse mutilation, Hobbit. Yep. Fucking, why do they cut yeah. its ears out like that? Maybe it's a trophy. Uh, Animal Rights Protection Group is offering £5,000 reward, €5,000 re reward for information leading to the arrest of a person responsible for a vicious attack on a horse. The horse was found dead in Darndale Park area of Dublin with a number of injuries to its body yesterday. It was disemboweled, had its ears cut off and anus cut out. So your classic um, mutilation thing, isn't it? Whilst you're saying that, I'm, I'm looking in the archive and the Beams Investigation... And if you can read, um, it looks like Spanish. Hang on. Yeah, I'd say this is Spanish. It doesn't look like Portuguese because I think they speak both languages in Brazil, don't they? It's yeah. uh, it's it's a lot better than that 1970s um, uh, photo thing. If I copy the PDF, you can read it yourself. But again, it's it's all in um, Taco language, so. I can't, can't really it's only make it's, head nor tell. Oh, at least it's better than the FBI one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot more legible. It looks interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, so, chat, if if you can decipher Spanish and tell us what they're saying in it, it's um, a horrific, no, not that, it's Brazilian autopsy report on mutilated alien abduction victim. I'm going to the one that's the um, 7th of the 4th. Uh, 
Well, that's just downright bizarre. They have found sheep with um, neat holes while their brains and other inter- internal organs were mo- removed. Other animals have lost eye or had their flesh carefully stripped away, usually on the left side. The UFOs were found to have roamed a 50-mile corridor between Shoes- Shrew- Shrewsbury and Powys. Uh, Mr. Hoyle and 15 members of the Animal Pathology Field Unit claimed they had witnessed UFOs at work last month while working during the night at a Welsh hill farm near Radnor Forest. Technology involved in these attacks is frightening, he told the Sun. These lights and spheres are clearly not ours. They're built by technology and intelligence that's not from here. He added for a short while it looked more like a Star Wars battle. The next day he interviewed farmers and all but one had had some some type of unusual disappearance of animals or deaths with strange injuries, he told the paper. Oh, that's a shame. Whilst you're doing that, chat was saying, um, Hemi, have you seen the human mutilation incident at Brecon Beacons? And one of the first links I went to was the David Icke forum, which is down, um, although the, the search engine seems to have archived the thing. Yeah. Um, um, I think in the link somewhere there's the human mutilation bit, isn't there, in the uh, mutilations channel? Yeah. <sighs> Excuse me, chat. The uh, my dinner was shocking. Truth, be... shocking truth behind the human mutilation cover-up. We go into that yeah. one then. Yeah, it could be that one. I posted another link on this one about the one which caught my eye: the flying horse-type UFO over Kempston, Bedford. Uh, did you want to do that one first before we move on? No, human mutilation. This one seems more. Uh, yeah. Because I, I remember reading about this last week as well. So um, so there's a human mutilation case in 1994. Two cookie cutter wounds on the chest. Left eye removed, eyelid removed, ear removed, lips removed, side of jaw removed, jawbone removed. No blood whatsoever. So it's another common thing, isn't it? You know, it's too, it's too yeah. weird that if they were doing cows and stuff that they wouldn't do a human, doesn't it? I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, what are the statistics on how many people go missing every year? Uh, well, I think we we did that briefly with the the uh, Hollow Earth co- co- uh, creepy pasta. There is a lot of missing uh, people, and uh, I reckon they they do get they put underground. I'm not sure if the claims are as lurid as what they say, but the um, the you know there, there's these underground facilities where. Well, it might even just be warehouses for all me. Missing People publishes you. So, Missing People say it's 180,000. The independents say that it's 275,000 people go missing every year. Hmm. Uh, this. So, this. Oh, this is 2009. So, it might have even gone up then since then. Um. So Missing People, the charity that helps both the disappeared and those left behind, told us 250,000 missing person reports every each year. More than 30,000 higher than any previous total is probably an underestimate. But others put the total nearer 275,000. This, this, the equivalent of the entire population of Plymouth being spirited away, means that across the per- c- country, one person goes missing every two minutes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nasty. Yeah, I mean, where do all these people go? 
Uh, again, I'm thinking they're secreted away to some sort of black site. Um, maybe underground, maybe in the warehouse above ground, but you'll never see them again. So 20, 2018, hey. Missing People says, um, Friday the 11th, May 28, someone will be reported missing every 90 seconds. There are, oh, there excuse are, me, I can't stop yawning. There are 340,000 missing incidents every year. One in two just in this country alone. Yeah, this is just in this is just in in the UK. One in two hundred children goes missing each year, and one in every five hundred adults goes missing each year. Well, with the children, that seems to make more sense because if it is children being kidnapped and and raped, then you know people aren't so interested in raping adults or paying to get an adult secreted so that they can they can do it. But the children, that makes more sense. So it says, David Dyke was mentioning that torturing children, the adrenochrome that they produce is the best or something. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they want to torture children, not really adults. The same, uh, it's not a massively long article, this one. It's pretty much you. I hate but the it says, clickbait adverts you're getting in, in this article. I mean, yeah, no, it's annoying. The one thing Windows users should do before turning the computer off is it move to Mac or? <laughs> For decades, there have been reports of bizarre animal mutilation. These attacks are often linked to the UFO phenomena, but most are unexplained. The government has been approached by a number of investigators and researchers, but they usually get fobbed off. But in recent years, there have been several cases of. Horrific human mutilation during which hair, teeth, and vital organs are removed, skin is peeled off, mouth and throat cavity stripped, and excised reproductive organs. Worse, most po post mortems reveal all this is done while the victims are still alive. That's what we suspected last time, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Many investigators believe the way that these operations are performed points to some sort of harvesting, as the body parts that are removed are never found. Uh, this, this in this video, the narrator provides an update to Doc, Doc, Dr. Richard Hall's film UFOs and NATO: The Human Mutilation Cover-Up, which looked at claims of human be beings suffering surgical mutilation in connection with UFO activity. They described the detailed disclosure of a former military man who worked on find and secure missions in the 1990s. Hmm. So if you want to uh, just talk about something for a minute, and I'll see if I can find some... Well, <clears throat> whilst you were uh, reading that out, uh, chat, I've been looking at a website describing the top 10 uh, weird Welsh UFO encounters. And the reason I'm looking at that is because I think it was Uno, a card game, or 14 Travels. Somebody in the chat said, what about the Brecon Beacons thing? Um, and I, I looked it up and... That's why I'm now at this Welsh stuff. And they were talking about how in 1909, a thing called a scare ship was spotted. I'm starting to wonder if, like, previous sightings of uh, ghost ships and scare ships, as they call them, is what UFO sightings would have been put. But then after the 1940s, they get called Foo Fighters and Flying Saucers. So, um, because this guy is describing... He was walking uh, along to uh, um, to Lethbridge, um, and 
he uh, he saw an oval oval shaped uh, craft just floating. Um, yeah, because the one I'm reading it says Cardiff has long been a popular destination for visiting UFOs. In May 1909, scare ships, strange oblong bodies wearing through the sky, were witnessed across the United Kingdom. Perhaps the most unusual sighting was that of a Mr. C. Liftbridge, sometime dock worker, sometime punch and duty cart purveyor. Liftbridge was pushing his punch and duty cart home via Caerphilly Mountain on Tuesday, the 16th of May. <clears throat> Liftbridge, while emitting out a sleever, maintained that he had been drunk when he came across the craft, and two young men dressed in heavy fur coats and hats. On seeing him, the men jumped up and jabbered furiously to each other in a strange lingo, Welsh or something. It was certainly not English. Then they got into a kind of little carriage suspended from the craft and rose into the air in a zigzag fashion. Other witnesses to strange craft in the sky were a railway signalman named Robert Westlake, the chauffeur to Archdeacon Bevan in Brecon, and the men working on the SS Arndale. Um, but that doesn't mention about uh, the Brecon Beacons. Yeah, uh, the, like like Uno says, uh, <clears throat> MOD, it's an MOD site, isn't it? The Brecon Beacons. It's where the SAS train and stuff, don't they? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, there we go. Yeah, also, it's the darkest sort of... area in the whole of the UK. Ah, okay. Did not know that. Well, there you go. I'll explain all this spooky stuff. So yeah, um, I'm reading ahead, and I'm I'm trying. You see, I just want to encounter. What was this? Oh, uh, here we go. Close encounters of the Klingon kind. Wales is something of a UFO hotspot. There have been over a hundred reported sightings in South Wales alone since 2000. In July 2015, Darren Miller, Conservative AM, I assume that's like a, a member of Parliament. For Cleared West raised the issue at the Senate. I assume that's Welsh for Senate, asking if the Welsh government was going to do anything about it. The response he received read, and it's oh, he got could a be an Anglican of... minister, couldn't he? The Synod's the general Synod is where the um, Anglican Church meet. The Anglican Church meet. Uh, conservative. I assume AM stands for Assembly Member. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um. But it's got, oh, and it, it hopefully has a, a translation underneath. But, yeah, the Welsh government responded in Klingon, saying, Jad Villa de Cock, Wach Koch, the class. Or for those of us who don't read Klingon, the minister will reply in due course, however, this is a non-devolved matter. Um, so, oh, what they're saying that... But they're passing the buck back to the British government. Yeah. F fucking workshy bastards. What else you got from that then, Hobbit? Um, uh, oh, I regret drinking that tap water. Nope. That definitely did some cleaning out. Crop circles light up my life. Uh, what else? Broadhaven Triangle. Derwin Mountain Incident. Let's go with that then. Uh, January the 20th, the 23rd of January 1974, an explosion measuring 
3.5 on the Richter scale was felt across the Berwyn Mountains area in North Wales around about half past eight. Was it beans for tea? Well, it must have been. <laughs> Tremors frightened people in the villages of Landrillo and Vlanderdevel into congregating outdoors, and a brilliant light was seen in the sky with lights of other colours over the mountain. I've heard saying like um, during earthquakes, like strange lights can be seen in the sky preceding it. Um, with uh, lights, for, fearing an aircraft crash, a search and rescue team was scrambled from RAF Valley on Anglesey. Uh, it, like the search organised by a local police, found nothing. Ooh, at least not officially, because the Bowen Mountain incident is Wales' answer to Roswell. <coughs> It is often claimed to have been the site of a UFO crash and its subsequent cover-up. It seems suggested that the bodies were carried away from the site. A nurse named Pat Evans saw a UFO with flashing lights, but discredited suggestions that she turned back at the order of the military police. Oh, sorry. That she turned back at the order of the military, comma, police, comma, or that she saw any aliens in the 1990s. <laughs> Some suspect that she was paid to change her story. Some residents recall a large police and military presence, though outsiders maintain they are confusing 1974 with 1982, when a military aircraft crashed into the mountainside. Either way, outside police presence was on the scene very quickly. Um, then there's a photograph of the said mountain range. Veteran ufologist Tony Dodd was very interested in the case, and the 1990s claimed that he had a military source who had seen the humanoid corpses from Berwyn after they had been removed to Porton Down in Wiltshire. That's the, um, Porton Down is where they do the chemical experiments, don't they? And the biological... Yeah, it's an yeah. NBC uh, testing biowarfare laboratory. Uh, his colleague said the source had transported live beings. This is a really comprehensive write-up of the case here, building on Dodd's assertions. Strange lights were also spotted in Manchester, Norfolk, Edinburgh, Sussex and Somerset that night. Lights which astronomical researchers ascribe to bull-eyed meteors. Oh, I like a bull Is that like a bull, is that like bull lightning? Well, it's the swamp gas over Venus, isn't it? It's, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a bull-eyed meteors. Other they want to, they want to add to the list bull-eyed meteors, aren't they? Yeah, there we go. Oh, it's even got a helpful hyperlink, so I can click on it. Um, let's have a look at this. By the way, chat, um, we got a charity. Have we got a suitable number for it? Char registered charity 1066, <laughs> chairs for racists. I've got a really uncomfortable chair, and I'd like a new chair. <laughs> um, donate, to, donate to my Patreon. Donate to my remember, entropy. You can, you can gift aid your donation yeah. um, and, and do stuff like that. Or alternative, pe that, alternatively, people yeah. who could donate to my entropy. You can gift aid your donation, yeah. um, that's it, and, and do or, stuff or, like uh, that. Alternative people, alternatively, people yeah, who could that's, that's donate to my entropy. Other natural phenomena have been put forward to explain the events of the night, as has a possible military operation called Photo Flash due to take place in the area. This 2004 Weitrup by Andy Roberts digs more thoroughly into the case against. Whatever the truth of the matter, it doesn't look like the Berwyn-Mounston incident is going to lose its status 
as the jewel in the crown of Welsh ufology anytime soon. What's a bolide meteor? Should we, do, should we do some fun stuff? Keeping it real said them valley girls do look like Klingons, to be honest. They also marry their <laughs> brothers. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you saying they're from Uttar Pradesh? Yeah. Who likes... Oh, 14, 14 Travel says, Who likes alien porn? Some hot alien on alien action. <laughs> Backdoor aliens, volume three. And then oh, Keeping no. it real says tentacle. Oh, oh no. Oh, I'll I'll pass on, on all of that stuff. Um. Oh, so a bolide a, a, a bolide is an extremely bright meteor, and it's Latin for uh, missile. Oh, it's Italian via Latin from the Greek bullis. So yeah, bloody Italians stealing words from the Greeks. Why can't they come up with their own words, these Italians? I don't know. Yeah. Gabagool. Gabagool's Italian. So what are you doing, yeah. Hobbit? What yeah. are you doing currently? Uh, what do you mean, what am I doing? I'm just trying to keep you on track, Hobbit, before you get too far off track. Oh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm doing a, a show about spooky phenomena and animal mutilations. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, are you looking for something? I thought you were going to tell us what a bull-eyed meteor was. Oh, well, yeah, there we go. It, it's a very bright meteor, so there you go. It's swamp gas over Venus. Is that the new swamp gas over Venus? Have they, have they updated swamp gas over Venus then? Oh, well, I mean, I really like Wikipedia. Wikipedia's almost as bad as Snopes when it comes to this stuff. So, chat, if you are curious to know what a bolide is, bolide is spelled Bravo Oscar Lima India Delta Echo. And uh, you can you can look there, and they've got a gallery and one of the events in uh, photographs in it is the Tunguska. Oh, Uno says, can you put it in here as a link? I don't know what he wants as a link. Um, do I have a spanner or does my good friend Fremen on the sand up? Yeah, he does, so I'll post it there. Yeah. There we go. Bolide. I don't think he means that. I think he's talking about what Grim Grinian's talking about. He said, we watched it for ages and filmed it. We even got in the car to get a closer look at it when it eventually disappeared. So he said he filmed the one over Porthcall Porth Hundreds. Saw it, saw it was there for ages above the caravan site on it, and it was in the local paper. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you have to have a, uh, a, uh, uh, a spanner for it. And for some reason, Marco Coletti's got a spanner in our chat. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was a mistake. Uh, never mind. No, no, no. If you've got something to say, you, you do it, because I was just curious what a bolide is. Bolide. I thought you said a bull-eyed meteor. <laughs> I thought it was a bull-eyed yeah. meteor. Uh, so, I've found a bit about human cattle mutilations. Um, so, you've heard about the Dialov Pass incident, have you, Hobbit? Oh, you're not really a spooky guy, eh? Well, I try not to be a Russian, Some Russians went out uh, hiking in, in what's called the Dyatlov Pass and, and they were found like months later in really weird... Like one was... They found up a tree, half naked, um, really weird injuries on them and all kinds of stuff like that. That's quite an interesting one. So then they're talking about um, the Jonathan Lovett, Lovett incident. Hmm. Oh, right, that's okay. Not a link. That's not a yeah, link. I, well, 
that's the thing. I, I'm sorry, I got into a bit of a sidetrack there because chat. I you, you were telling me about the Brecon Beacons thing, and I wanted to look it up, and seemed to have just gone a, a tangent about stuff in Wales. There was a story which caught my eye here from uh, Beams Investigations about a flying horse. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll Brut- uh, Brutus, Hemi, do your bit first. Do you want to do the flying horse? We'll do the flying horse, then we'll talk about some human mutilations. Oh, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll do the flying horse. And it's uh, so this is from Kempston in Bedford uh, from 2007. Julie uh, phoned Beams HQ on the evening of Sunday, the 8th of July 2007, in a state of nervous excitement to report she had just seen a flying horse going upwards to begin with. They're moving across the direction. Oh, in- your internet's taking a massive dump on you, Hobbit. Oh no, my internet's taking a massive dump on me. You should be alright now, Hobbit. Hold on a sec. Okay, I'm going to. Oh, that's it. You're back now. I'm- You're back now, Hobbit. I think it was my hey, internet. Had a bit of a- well, it, to be fair, your, your internet's almost as good as mine. Yeah, well, nearly as good. as good as yours. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> I was telling Adam yesterday that uh, because of where I live, uh, internet has to be sent out via carrier pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> the packets are sent via carrier pigeon. Uh, yeah, so- yeah, they are. They, they go to the Royal Mail and uh, it makes searching for pornography an embarrassing affair. I think I think the last I think the last we heard was uh, then moving across the sky in the direction of nearby Kempston Mill. Oh well, there we go. Um, this witness said that she had watched this quite intently for several minutes at least, and is certain it was a big brown horse. According to Julie, the poor beast was moving along at a fairly high altitude, and that she couldn't see what was holding it up. No wires or cradle were visible, and there didn't seem to be anything else above it either. She watched it until gradually the horse was lost from her sight. Later on the same day, Judy was walking down King William Road and bumped into her neighbour, whom she knew well, and they got talking. Judy told this young lady what she observed earlier, starting off by saying she probably wasn't going to believe what she said. What she... Let's try this again. Started <laughs> off by saying she probably wasn't going to believe what she what she was about to tell her, as it sounds so ridiculous. To Judy's surprise, far from disbelieving her, the neighbour said she'd seen the very same thing as well from a garden, and that she immediately ran in to tell her mum about it at the time, who in turn rushed out to see us for herself, yet the mother found it difficult to accept exactly what this aerial object was, as by then it had moved out of clear view. So that made three witnesses at different locations, all left puzzled well, after seeing the brace. Yeah, yeah, the the third witness was like, well, it's something, but I can't tell what it is. Um, We made further inquiries about this, and it transpires that Judy doesn't drink or take medications and is not prone to hallucinating. Don't believe in such things, eh, question mark. Well, have a look at this video from below from another case. Best you directly on YouTube using Mac settings. Yeah, I'm just playing it now. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I don't really so, trust um, this. I don't really trust this like internet videos, do you? You know what? We we need um, uh, who's that name? Uh, Ian, the the guy who tells us about the Loch Ness monster and disabuses me of all my 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 preconceived notions of it. Uh, 
but yeah, uh, yeah. That, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, it's an internet video, so I'm not 100% convinced. Oh, look at that clickbait on the on the side. The world's only female autistic savant twins. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm going to look that up right now. I mean, I know that's not that's not for Tian, but uh, <laughs> the world's only. Oh no, there's another video I, I want to see, but I'm going to have to watch afterwards. Oh, there we go. The one the autistic savant twins. It must have a microphone. It's it, it no. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty convinced it's using the microphones to uh, to record what I'm saying. Does that mean she, uh, yeah. the Savant twins, do they have their own language or something like that? It just says, from the moment they were born, Flo and Kay Lyman were unlike any sisters on planet Earth. Thought to be mentally retarded, they were tormented by kids. What no one realized is Flo and Kay are amongst the most brilliant people the world has ever seen. This is the untold story of the only identity. Wouldn't it be brilliant if I watched this video and they are actually like seeing UFO sightings and because they're like supremely gifted, they can like photorealistically draw what they've seen. But it's it's like a whole hour long, so I'm not gonna watch that now. <laughs> uh, so the Jonathan Lovett incident is one of the most bizarre on record. While on a search and retrieve mission in New Mexico in March 1956. How's that for Speaky Hobbit? Yeah, Sergeant Jonathan Lovett and Major William Cunningham <laughs> seemingly ran into something other than the missile debris they were searching for. Cunningham had returned to the US Army base wild, wild with fright and a tale even wilder. Lovett was dead. He had gone to investigate a sand dune in the New Mexico desert vanishing for a moment from his sight. Then he heard the screams. I mean, it's funny this happens in New... Isn't New Mexico where they used to test the uh, nuclear nuclear weapons? Yeah, there, there's like... Was it two bombs have been set off in New Mexico? Because mm. I know I Clive, Barker in the, Clive Barker in The Great and Secret Show did a bit of but That's where like there's a, there's a gap between the worlds there in New Mexico. Oh... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I also heard there was like the Davy Crockett nuclear artillery. Um, because you know that I mean that that does sound pretty fun. Uh, they they tested that in New Mexico as well. Um, so rushing over to the dune, Cunningham state stated a huge silver silver disc hovered over Lovett. Now caught in the grip of a snake-like creature, it dragged the young sergeant on board the airborne vehicle. Before Cunningham could act, the creature had achieved his aim and both Lovett and the craft vanished. Most fully expected Cunningham to face murder charges, and he probably would have if it hadn't been for the eventual discovery of Lovett's body, that is. It contained a vast array of injuries and wounds, including the removal of the eyes, ears and tongue. Every drop of blood had already been removed from the carcass. The short video below looks at the Dyatlov Pass incidents, perhaps one of the first mutilation cases on record. Uh, oh, is, is that the um, the one which is near, is it called Kolat in, in Russia, where you've got uh, the, the the Russian Stonehenge and um, strange, dead. spooky Rags. things happen. Yeah. And uh, yeah. what happened was um, a group of, like, um, university-type kids went um, went hiking through there. 
one summer and they weren't well, they weren't found until the spring and uh, that horrific injuries so there's a there's there's the Guaraparinga reservoir man and Abel Boro <laughs> I assume that's in uh, South America in 1988, at the Guarapinga Reservoir in Brazil, came the grim discovery of an unknown man. He had injuries that were almost identical in nature to those found on mutilated cattle. He had injuries... Uh, reading the same line. Initial autopsy results indicated he'd been dead for several days. However, there were little, if any, of any signs of com uh, decomposition to the body. Can you see those pictures of it? Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, they've all, they've all been exsanguinated. Yeah. And... Um, I'm thinking. I mean, I'm I'm not sure if they've like given them an enema as well. But the main sources where you've got bacteria in the body are the skin, uh, the shit in the gastrointestinal tract, and the blood. The injuries were horrific oh, as they were precise. His corpse was completely drained of blood, while his entire body bore pur purposeful removal of skin samples. On tip of this, his tongue was neatly removed, as were his eyes and ears. Still to this day, the man's identity is unknown, and the case is one of the most brutal on record. Seven years earlier, in 1981, also in Brazil, the area of Pan Panorama, a similar incident concerned. On this occasion, there was no doubt, at least, at least according to the witness... Well, a connection to strange UFO sightings, the whole area was awash with reports of strange objects in the skies. Locals were referred to these strange aerial sightings as tupas, who would search the ground below with strange searchlights. Abel Boro would witness one of these crafts close up. Unfortunately for him, it would be the last thing he'd see. Along with his friend's friend, Riva Mar Ferreira, they noticed a spinning circular object above them. In a matter of seconds, it zeroed in on Boro and ejected a bright light that washed over his body. By the time Ferreira returned with help, Boro was dead. His body was devoid of, ev devoid of every last drop of blood. Short video below features Butch Witkowski speaking about just some of the other suspected human mutilation uh, mm. cases on record. So, um, Thatcher and Reagan's cover-up program. So it says there. So while the aforementioned cases were all horrific in equal measure, they are generally regarded as one-off and very strange encounters. Some, however, claim these are just the tip of the iceberg, and that this is happening all over the planet with everyday people. Rumours of a human mutilation cover-up have swelled in the UFO community for some time. In the mid-1990s, reporter Derek Goff came in possession of documents and information via an anonymous UK military source who worked on secret projects for NATO and the US military. Essentially, governments were covering up these human mutilation cases. The source was part of a top-secret unit alert, alert, unit alert to UFO visitations. They would ensure the area was protected during their brief stay. It was then their job, wherever possible, to recover any human corpses and hand them over to the US military. Officially, the dead people recovered would remain on record as missing. This response team, according to the source, came into being through Thatcher's government in response to Ronald Reagan's request. They were on constant call and reachable at all times. Helicopters were always on standby to take the unit wherever required. What's more, the people that gave the unit their orders not only had had a head knowledge of UFO activity, but of, but of such activity that would result in hu animal or human mutilations. Yeah, into I mean... That, then, uh, well, I mean, one of the things I was, I was 
we we were talking about prior to the show, and uh, I haven't tied it into this yet. I think because the thing is that this is more than just a ritualistic murder, as usually they're quite bloody those things, and as a number of people have said, these these cuts are so precise I couldn't do it with a very sharp knife, and certainly not with all with, with, as cleanly because there is no blood in this. But I suspect that some sort of I mean, yeah, harvesting's going on, but to what ends, I can't say. Now, the thing is, with like a ritualistic murder or sacrifice, uh, like with ritual slaughter, the animal's uh, throat is slit, so the blood comes out, and they do this while the animal's alive, which um, causes a lot of um, adrenaline to course through the bodies, which sours the meat, so the, the food doesn't taste as good, and plus it makes it a lot tougher because all the muscles are getting um, uh, tightening up from a fear of terror response and from the pain. And I even heard it apparently in kosher, it's referred to as, as purification through pain. So you want the, the animal's death to be a slow lingering one uh, for maximum suffering. And these ones where they're draining the blood is similar to that, except... Uh, it's it's a lot more precise, so I, I don't know what's going on there. But the fact is, these whatever's doing these mutilations is able to get to the air completely unseen. They're able to clinically remove the blood from the victim, and then they do these really precise incisions. Um, once you're done with that story, Hemi, there's, there's one I've read about uh, cattle mutilation in Australia, which sort of further confirms and corroborates with what you're saying here um, oh there's only a couple of paragraphs left so Goff attempted to pass his information on to the police including several photographs of such mutilated corpses they removed the pictures from his possession although for his for his own safety he'd made copies of them shortly after he received several threatening phone calls regarding the claims he was making he also suffered a strange fire to the office at his property now frightened for his safety Goff passed what he had had left of the documents and information on to retired police officer and UFO researcher Tony Dodd. Dodd made contact with the source. Their conversation resulted in the book Alien Investigations in 1999. Another researcher, Richard Hall, as uh, that's Rich Planet, isn't it, Richard Hall? Yeah, that is Rich Hall. Yeah, has also conducted extensive research into this subject. During this, he has verified that Goff, and in turn Dodd's source, was very real. In short, as strange and chilling as the claims are, they appear to have more truth in them as, as most, than most would want to believe, as well as regular activity in the Brecon Beacons in Rails. A regular grim discoveries occur in Dolby Forest in Yorkshire. We have written before how the Yorkshire Moors are a UFO hotspot of sorts. However, these mutilations, according to the research so far, are happening everywhere. Two videos below. Look at these allegations in more detail. Um, first video is an in-depth look at Richard Hall's investigations into human mutilations. Second is a talk given by Hall on the subject. Make of them what you will. That's uh, the end of that one. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, yeah, that's Rich Hall. I haven't listened to Rich Hall in, in years, to be fair. I mean... Was there another guy I got him mixed up with? No, no, that's the one. Uh, Rich Planet, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. There's the comedian, isn't well, there? Is he Rich Hall as well? Or is that Richard D. Hall? 
That's Richard D. That was it. Yeah, yeah. But this this next article, um, Harry, it's it's called uh, uh, "Dead Cows Found in Paddock." No, the it's it's got a different title when you post the link. Australian cattle mutilations, twenty eighteen. Hey, do you want to chuck it in the mutilations channel? What have you chucked? Oh, I've, I've chucked it. it in general. Right, yeah. I've got it. Very very good of me, wasn't it? Yes, this is a North Queensland couple has been left baffled by a bizarre finding on their property, which seems like something straight from a horror film. Graziers, I assume that's like a cattle equivalent for Shepherd, Mick and Judy Cook were working on their property in Cloverley, northwest of Mackay, where Mr. Cook noticed a dead cow carcass, which appeared to have its body mutilated, with its entire udder, ears and tongue removed. I mean, they do seem to like going for the ears, don't they? I'm wondering if that's a trophy. It does seem it like was, it, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was like it had been surgically removed. I certainly couldn't do as neat a job with a very sharp knife, and it definitely wasn't an animal, Mr. Cook said. I thought at first it might have been poisoned, but then I got closer. I saw body parts missing. There was no blood. Even where the parts had been removed, no sign of struggle, just dead. Uh, there was just no reason or rhyme for it to be done the way it was done. People don't use those parts. It's just not something you would wish on your worst enemy. Well, it sounds like he's, he's hinting that the thing was still alive as well then, isn't he? Well, yeah. It just, but the thing is, to say no sign of struggle, just dead, to me suggests that the, that the organs are harvested post-mortem. Um, because if you try and harvest like ears or tongue, you, or you try to remove an udder whilst the animal's alive, it's going to make a lot of noise. There's going to be signs of struggle, and uh, there's going to be a lot of blood. Um, he says on the same trip, Mr. Cook said he travelled down a little further on his property, about an hour's drive from his house on rough terrain. Bloody hell, that's a big property, isn't it? Where he found another dead cow. The second one looked like it had been there for some time. Uh, by that point, we we're probably two hours from your nearest neighbour. It's very mountainous country. There's no way anyone can get there unless they come straight past our house. When I got down there, I noticed another carcass. This one was a bit more deteriorated. Looked like it had been rotting there for a bit. We don't know how it happened, but we got onto the neighbours just to let them know. Local veterinarian David Lemon said in his 40 years work in the industry, often with livestock, he had never heard or seen anything like it. I deal with everything, you know, all creatures great and small, and I can't think of any explanation for it. That's not normal human behaviour, is it? That's something quite bizarre and ill. I would say the person that has done this is not mentally stable. We're talking eyes, ears, udders. No, I've never heard of anything like that ever. That something or someone is very ill who's done that. I mean, it's just assuming that it's, it's someone that's done that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, something. In a statement, Queensland police said not to have been notified about the cow mutilations. However, Mr. and Mrs. Cook said they have attempted to contact local police unsuccessfully. Um, I mean, there's a photograph here of a dead cow with uh, its other ears and tongue removed and what looks like an uh, entrail sticking out. Um, according to Mr. Cook, he and his wife came across two dead cows with their udders removed around the same time about 10 years prior. I didn't think much about it at the time. We didn't really say anything about it, he said. We just thought it was a bit strange to let it go and put it to the back of our minds. 
But when we saw it again just recently, we decided to tell someone. We came back later and my da- daughter tried to do some research. She found a YouTube link to other similar stories. <laughs> they basically said other people around the world have been finding similar cases since the 75, starting in Yankee Land. It's even. <laughs> Yankee Land. <laughs> well, you know, get all the stories. Thanks, Dorsey, mate. In yeah, Yankee Land. It's even left our police confused. <laughs> cases of cow mutilation and murder. Oh, hang on. Uh, cases of cow mutilation and murders have been reported around the world for over four decades, where carcasses found, sometimes one or two, sometimes dozens, with body parts such as ears, lips, eyes, noses, anuses, and genitalia removed with surgical precision. Speculation surrounding who or what might be responsible for the killings and mutilations range from satanic worshippers, not Satan worshippers, but satanic worshippers, Worshippers that are satanic? Come on, just call them Satan worshippers. And government agents to aliens. In the mid-70s, the American FBI launched an investigation into the widespread cow deaths. However, were unable to offer a conclusion stating that their investigation was hindered by a lack of jurisdiction. What do you mean lack of jurisdiction? They're the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Yeah, I mean, it's... uh, What? Do they not have jurisdiction in in New Mexico or Arizona? While no solution has been confirmed to date, some scientists have also attempted to justify the findings, stating that they could simply be ordinary decomposition or even carry fuck off. Yeah, because the eyes and ears disappear, don't they normally? And is that is that how cows decompose? Their ears disappear. Well. I know that crows will go for the eyes because they're juicy, but they don't surgically remove an ear which is full of cartilage or the anus. It's just, no, it's bullshit. Animals such as vultures, Tasmanian devils, and coyotes often eat soft tissue body parts first, which could explain why parts of the mouth, tongue, anus, and eyes are often the parts are missing cows. Surgically precision mutilate with no blood around it. Mm. May just no, just stop grasping at straws. Yeah, I, I like this, I like the bit when they go. Well, there's no, but well, you know, blood it just disappears when when an animal dies anyway. It just evaporates oh, no, no. when an animal dies anyway. The the animals were really good. They they licked up all the blood until it clotted. That that's why. Even though there's no signs of blood clotting, uh, scientists. No, I should just say, uh, Snopes enthusiasts have also <laughs> people in white coats. <laughs> Yeah, the, the white the white coat brigade yeah. have also explained that when an animal dies, blood will naturally begin to clot and coagulate, creating the appearance that it disappeared. They weren't, however, able to offer an explanation for the mass number of cow deaths over the years. For now, it remains a mystery. Oh, that they found something they couldn't just just explain away then. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, don't people need to explain stuff away either? It just to me sort of describes like, I, I what, what, what it, can, can you explain the, the need to explain everything? Uh, no matter how poor the explanation, that's, that's, that's the bit that amazes me. It's just like some of these explanations, they're like worse than like, they're, they're less likely than actual mutilation, aren't they? Well, the main thing that bothered me, because, I mean, say what you want about uh, the events uh, in 2000, the 11th of September 2001, but uh, even if the pancake theory was correct, uh, you would have the central core of those those towers still standing erect, 
as uh, if the floors collapsed, then that's one thing. But the floors are attached to a central column, yeah. which is solid steel and concrete. I mean, the, the floors I could imagine collapsing one after another, but it didn't happen that way. So it, that's the official government conspiracy theory of how it happened. And it's just, it, it leaves me in a mystery of why did it all turn to dust? Why did uh, the first responders who were at the scene say it sounded like a bunch of explosions, like uh, when they blow up a casino in Las Vegas? But anyway, we're talking about cattle mutilations, not about other mysteries which people want to explain. Yeah. Um... Uno says, for whatever reason, this was this was hidden by YouTube. You're meant to have a tacit mind. Apparently, that's that's naughty to say having a tacit mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what meant to have a tacit mind is. I mean, I've heard like a, a tacit regard to something. You know what? I don't know what the word tacit means. Uh, it's, it's, one those, really like, it's one of those words. I know. A tacit response I've heard before. Yeah. So it's like, oh, also like a tacit response to cattle mutilations is. Well, you know, it's uh, scavenger creatures. Uh, expressed isn't it? or carried on without words or speech. Oh. Oh, okay. Tacit response. Understood without being openly expressed. Oh, I see. So when I'm thinking to myself, yeah, this is aliens, isn't it? Or, you yeah. know, some sort of weird creature that's not human. That's my tacit response to seeing this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Now I've learned what tacit means. Well, if, if, if there's one thing that can be gleaned from this, what is going to be a two-part mystery series, uh, I've learned what tacit means. <laughs> so, you know, we, we've, all, we've all got to go away with something, audience, and you, you can rest assured tonight that hobbits learnt a word. Uh, hobbits learnt, learnt a word. Yeah, I learned I a word. I What's did. this one? Yeah. I'm going to have a look at this. Uh, Critical Believers Pro Boards. See what that one. Oh, well, uh, it, once you're done with that, I want to focus back on way hours because there's yet more sheep um, mutilations. Oh, God, then crack on. All right, th this one's great because the headline is Unexplained Sheep Attacks Caused by Aliens and UFOs, Farmers Claim. A series of bizarre incidents involving sheep in Shropshire have led to farmers' claims that aliens are attacking their livestock and they're taking organs out using lasers. Um, that, that's why I saw. So I'll post this in mutilations. Yeah. And that's that's why, because um, farmers in England's witness UFO projecting laser beam onto sheep. Um, they have linked the unexplained incidents where sheep's brains and eyes were removed to the mysterious orange lights in the sky seen throughout the world, added by Colin Andrews. That's not a link, so I can't click on that. Farmers near Shrewsbury claim to have witnessed sheep being lasered by unidentified light from UFOs. That's where sheep's brains and eyes were removed to the mysterious orange lights in the sky. They have found sheep with neat holes where their brains and other internal ones were removed. Other animals have lost eyes or had their flesh carefully stripped away usually on the left side. The UFOs were found to have roamed a 50-mile corridor between Shrewsbury and Powys. Mr Hoyle and 15 members of the Animal Pathology Field Unit 
claims they witnessed UFOs at work last month while working during the night at a Welsh hill farm near Radnor Forest. The technology involved in the attacks is frightening, he told the Sun. These lights and spheres are clearly not ours. They are built by technology and intelligence not from here. Well, certainly not from Wales. Well, I can't remember. What was the phrase the FBI used? It was... uh, Something about unlimited resources or something like that. Do you remember that in that FBI thing we read last week? Yeah, because he says, whoever was able to do this was able to do it with secrecy and has got access to a level of technology and resources that wouldn't be, you know, just the act of, like, some teenager listening to Cradle of Filth or Marilyn Manson or whatever the 1970s equivalent would be. <clears throat> Leonard Skinner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jefferson Starship. Yeah. Um, hey, I, I didn't know this right, but you, you know Jefferson Airplane is the same band that was Jefferson Starship? Yeah, I think I knew that. Well, which I beca- which became Starship, which sang We Built This City, didn't they? Yeah, We Built This City is a great song, but I'm just thinking of, like, you know, the the, the very sort of synth-pop riff in it, and it just it doesn't sound like uh, Jefferson Airplane, uh, which is apparently people complaining about it, because how dare a band evolve their sound? <laughs> how dare, um, very dare they sound different to when I last heard them. I, well, it's just like people complain about Jean-Michel Jarre of Gary Newman sounding different now to back then, because... <laughs> Oh, are they not using the same instruments they were using back in the early 80s? Yeah, because they want to try new instruments. How dare they? Who knows, uh, Hobbit, you're the best. Oh, well, uh, you know, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for heavy, so... Use, uh, uses, uses a word like tacit and then can't use the right your when he says, Hobbit, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in the words of Mrs. Doll, you're you're not the best. You're the second best. You're the yeah. best around. So um, the technology involved in these attacks is frightening. For a short while, it looked more like a Star Wars battle. So bear in mind, this guy is not you know just someone who's had a skin for at the local pub. It's uh, he could have uh, he could have used Hull. an Anglo reference and said Moonraker, couldn't he? Yeah, he could have. Yeah, he, he said, could have said um, it was like that bit in Moonrake, you know, the really crap bit at the end, which really ruined it. <laughs> well, people say about how Moonrake was really over the top for James Bond, but what about that Sean Connery one where the uh, the, the villain is swallowing up satellites in his uh, uh, munchy uh, spacecraft? You it's know, the munchy spacecraft. The, the, the Pac-Man spacecraft. It, it opens up in its. It swallows up the other satellites. Huh. I don't. Yeah. Is that Thunderball? Is it? Uh, uh, it could have been Thunderball. Yeah. Uh, next day, he interviewed farmers and said all but one had some type of unusual disappearance of animals or deaths with strange injuries. He told the paper, and that's a Daily Telegraph article. Yeah. So, oh. Um, well, what? Well, why uh, exactly the, would they? Well, what? What exactly would they need? Like an anus core. Udders, sexual organs, and ears. ears and eyes for. Well, I'm thinking like uh, these aliens may have some equivalent of autism or obsessive compulsive disorder. Well, you know how there's like some hoarders which collect like newspapers or bottle caps <laughs> or bottles of piss. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking in this case they may just be like uh, 
over here. Got got our harvesting ears and uh, I'll make sure to get his ears. Um, um, oh, oh yes, yeah, skin the left side of his head. Yeah, yeah. Skin you got to skin the left side of the head. Can't be the right side. Yeah, yeah it's got to be the left side head. Oh, did you scare all their blood first? Got to get out the blood. I don't like cutting them if they've got blood in them. Oh no. Well, no, Rob, Rob, that's wrong. Sounds like Woes is on the loose again. No, no, no. <laughs> Woes isn't as bad as people make out. Woes did nothing wrong. Is the is the, actually, is the implement they're actually using on these animals? Is it a god rod? Uh, or rods from God? Rods from God. Uh, you, you know what? Until proven otherwise, I'm going to say Millennial Woes did nothing wrong. He clearly just listened to like uh, the stories Brutus and I were talking about when I go to the pub, and decided to you know, yeah, I can do that too. I can walk up and talk to women. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's it. That's all he did. <laughs> he went up and talked to women, which in this country, if you're white and walk up to women, well, no, 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 I don't want to get political. This is my woo woo show. Yeah, this is the woo woo show. It's the woo woo show, and we've got more on this article. Um, it carries on below. Um, it says, unexplained sheep attacks caused by aliens and UFOs claim experts. So it's uh, from the same region of Radnor Forest, uh, going from um, Radnor Forest to Shrewsbury. Uh, over the past 12 years, there have been many reports of animal deaths in Powys. And uh, in 2001, UFO hunters established the Animal Pathology Field Unit a non-profit making organization committed to carrying out research into the animal mutilation mystery. The team is linking the mutilations, including the removal of sheep brains and eyes, to the increased sightings of mysterious red and orange spheres in the sky. The spheres. Last so week all these people the... that got abducted by aliens and given back then, they were fucking lucky, were they? Well, it sounds like it. But, I mean... All right, I can't help but because I mean the world we're living in, we're submerged in this stuff, right? I, I, I want to make a, a brief statement about um, you've got people who uh, would be described as schizophrenics because or paranoid schizophrenics for the way they act, and I believe they they could be right saying like uh, they got um, abducted by aliens and they put implants in their brain and that's why they occasionally mutilate themselves to try and get the implants out. And I'm thinking to myself, surely like an MRI or an X-ray scan would, would reveal the presence of these these or not. And when uh, they start mutilating themselves to try and get these implants out, people say, well, you're a paranoid schizophrenic. You need to be sectioned. You're clearly not well because you're doing self-harm. And yet if someone says, yeah, my genitals are wrong, they should be an any when they're actually an outy. Uh, they're, they're not called mentally unstable. And in fact, surgeons do horrible um, animal mutilation experiments on them, which later end up in them committing suicide because they realise what a horrible mistake they've made. Yeah. And in fact, they had no implants. Well, sometimes they get breast implants. But, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. But no, I'm I, sorry, I, I just I wanted to make that point because, you know, we, we say these people who have had, um, and I believe some of them, I don't think they're all attention-seeking, they've had these experiences and, uh, you know, they, they, they're trying to tell people, look, this, this 
this has happened to me and I've got these implants and it's beaming voices into my head and I know these voices aren't mine, but I can't shut them up. Um, I, I'm, I'm willing to give these people a lot of credence in what they're saying. Um, are they the lucky ones while well, they survived? Um, but they're not lucky because imagine, you know, you or I sort of telling people, look, there's voices in my head. I mean, I'd be in the loony bin as sooner than you can say white supremacist neo-Nazi. So do you think the uh, the tracking they literally just like it's like a fucking natural history thing where they where they just track people so they can find them again like they like we do with whales? Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a GPS locator, and uh, I'm guessing when it when it goes missing, they start investigating their house and uh, put another one in. Yeah. But so uh, going back to this thing about the red and orange sphere, spheres in the sky. Uh, 53-year-old Phil Hoyle of Shrewsbury has spent nine years probing the riddle of livestock found killed in Powys. And in two, I keep meaning to go to Shrewsbury because they got a red brick castle there. Maybe I'll ask them about, um, uh, you know, the elections. Well, I'll, I'll have to ask in a diplomatic fashion because I imagine if I just start talking to strangers in, in Shrewsbury, it's like, "You there? Do you know anything about animal mutilations?" They'll tell me to bugger off. Have you ever, have um, you ever seen an animal with its bum cord out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, have you have you um have you noticed? Hey you there, yokel. <laughs> hey you there, yokel. Have you ever seen an animal with his bum cord out? Would you like to see some video evidence I've I've here of an exsanguinated sheep? Uh, things. So, oh, so here we go. He says uh, Phil Hoyle Shrewsbury spent nine years probing the riddle of livestock found killed in Powys, and in two thousand and one co-founded the Animal Pathology Unit. Uh, things kicked off really early. And just no, they're not from the West Country, are they? I don't know what a, uh, a salopian sounds like. Um, oh, they're quite well to do, aren't they? But they're northerners. So, what does a posh northerner sound like? Uh, things kicked off really early, and just after 10 pm, my colleague spotted a bright, burnt red light hanging over an isolated ravine near a highly forested area known as New Radmore, near the Radnodshire Forest. Radnodshire. I didn't know there was a county called Bradnodshire. Um, at first, the light was from an isolated farmhouse or dwelling, but it soon became clear this light was hovering. It also had company because an identical red sphere appeared in the bottom right of the first light about a quarter of a mile away. The lights kept changing shape and emitting beams of light and small spheres which covered large areas of distance in a blink of an eye. At times the spheres would morph into different shapes, firing beams to the ground and discharging small spheres which darted backwards and forwards across the valley floor as though they were looking for something. During the sighting, beams of light would be fired out of the forest and small spheres travelling across open fields. Yes, you've said small spheres a number of times. We cannot discern uh -huh. where these beams were coming from or who or what may have generated them. But buy, a goddamn a while, looked... buy a goddamn thesaurus, man. <laughs> yeah. But for a short while, it looked more like the crap bit from Moonraker by two opposing forces. <laughs> the crap bit at from one... <laughs> Yeah. At one point in the sighting, <laughs> the two red spheres disappeared from the valley below, only to reappear to our right, just behind a small hill where we were camped. 
Then suddenly an intense narrow white beam passed down the hill just behind us, and at times we thought the red spheres not only knew where we were, but they were watching us. These spheres are clearly not Chinese lanterns and do not conform to any known conventional BS, aircraft. BS-88. Mm -hmm. Don't conform to yeah. BS-88. Yes. Uh, and do not conform to any known conventional aircraft or meteorological manifestations. Therefore, they are swamp they gas Ball from lightning. Venus. Ball lightning. We know this, Hobbit, don't we? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's swamp gas from Venus. Top of the yeah. Ball lightnings. Yeah. Phil says the UFOs like to roam a specific 50-mile corridor between Shrewsbury and Pallies. Beloved Dartmoor and the Forest of Dean in Gloucestershire are also hunting grounds. Sheep have been found with neat hole. Sorry, that is how they spare. Sheep have been found with neat hole and their brains and other internal organs. Sheep have been found with neat hole. <laughs> uh, sheep have been found with neat hole and brains and other internal organs removed. Yeah, one time soap. Anyone with information regarding the animal mutilation mystery or sightings of unconventional craft can contact Phil Hoyle by sending an email to phil.hoyle at yahoo.co.uk or by calling uh, the number 01743 245574. That's 01743 245574. All information will be treated in strict confidence. Don't bring him up and take the piss, okay? Don't say, oh, Hobbit was making fun of your, of your voice. I was just getting a bit bored with him saying spheres over and over again. So I thought I'd give him a funny voice. Send him a thesaurus or something. Yes, they're a non-profit organisation. So if you send them a thesaurus, they, they will appreciate it. Yeah. Mm, mm. And if they're regular listeners, yeah. listeners to the show, they'll get the joke. Hmm. We've almost done two hours, Hemi. Is there anything we want to say in conclusion? Because uh, this I was going to talk about the unexplained... calculator, but I think that's a bigger case, so we'll like do that it, another is, time. It, is this going to be a part two and a half or part three, is it? Uh, no, I think we'll, we'll put a pin in it there. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing I can really say in conclusion to this. It's The more I look into this, the more questions I have, which I suppose is the good thing of any mystery, really. But there will come a point at which I start exhausting the uh, the evidence, and then at which point, uh, I don't know, move on to new pastures, really. So are we going to try and do a bit of a conclusion on this one, then, Hobbit? What's your opinion on it all? Oh, that, that was my conclusion, mate. Uh, uh, do, do I have an opinion on this? Um, you can't, you deny, you can't deny it's happening, can you? Uh, no, no, you certainly can't deny it's happening. I'm curious to know about the logistics of removing blood from a creature with, um, yeah, this sort of thing. The the animal mutilations, ah, that's it. Chat, um, remember last um, uh, part one of this, we were talking about the cow whose blood had a strange pink substance to it, and we weren't sure what it was. I think that's a homogenous mixture of fat and blood, and why you got fat in the cow's blood is maybe because it's been microwaved. And the reason I say that is because its organs were described as being really mushy with the consistency of peanut butter. And the reason I know that um, blood is pink when, when it's got fat in it is because a blood sample was taken from a fatty, uh, morbidly obese, as they said, and uh, it was more fat content than it was blood. 
it'd been centrifuged so that uh, the fat had separated and um, it was just pink in colour. Which leads me to think that, you know, next time I go and get a blood sample taken, how much of it will be gravy and how much of it will be blood. <laughs> so what oh, about the dear. origin? Uh, you kind of... Uh, I, I, the the one wacky theory I've thought about this. I mean, it could. I mean, could the aliens be trying out like teleportation techniques when then it's like fucking up? What? So they're like teleporting certain organs or so. I mean, that could be a thing. It could be like you know they're teleporting very specific parts of the body. Yeah. Well, I am wondering if they if they actually like um if they are just using like a, a really sharp scalpel to remove these parts. Um, but I think, I, think they'd the be, I think they'd be cutting with a laser to, for it to be that. Then again, it'd be cauterized, wouldn't it, if it was done with a laser? Yeah, you, you would see uh, signs of this, but the thing is, we don't know about it. And the, the other thing is, I've seen lasers which are very clever, like um, a carbon dioxide laser. Unfortunately, it costs half a million dollars, so it's not saying you or I. Well, the just, aliens are all right for a few quid because they just travel for yeah, a yeah. time and win the lottery, don't they? Well, that's it. Um, but the, uh, the this this calm dark side laser, it's great for removing rust. You just beam it a, a rusty piece of steel or iron and just watch the rust just evaporate, and it doesn't um, heat up the steam underneath. And the operator was even shining the laser beam on his hand, showing it was completely unscathed. So um, I don't know much about lasers. I don't know how something so powerful that can vaporize rust would leave flesh unharmed but there could be something like that which doesn't boil blood but completely strips flesh it's um i've got more questions than answers after having done this one so yeah. i don't know about you Hemi, but so what did you think of, what did you think of it going into it because uh, did you know anything about this subject before you started or? um no it just it seemed very weird and i thought to myself uh I'll have to I'll have to see the evidence. I I know very little about it because so I didn't look into. It. I just thought, ah, oh, that sounds like one of those woo woo things, which there's little evidence to say what's going on and why would anybody do this? I mean, yeah, there are examples of people which abuse and harm animals, and I've seen animal abuse before. There have, there have been quite um, a few. There have been quite a few spates of like um, uh, horses, kind of like very much like normal people just attacking them, isn't there? That's well, cool. that's the thing. Is, uh, I mean, I even wanted, like, once, I mean, one example, I don't want to get too doxy into it, but I, I reckon the stable owner owed some unscrupulous individuals some money, and uh, they hamstrung one of his prized horses uh, so that it couldn't be used for racing anymore. And the thing is, I remember, even though it was the day afterwards and the blood had clotted, there was a lot of blood. Yeah. I mean, I was um, I was cleaning up the stable afterwards, and I was just like... Uh, wow, I didn't know horses had that much blood in them. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Uno, a card game says, what about hundreds of seal mutilated in a corkscrew fashion off the coast of uh, Ipswich somewhere? We did do it last week. We did um, do that one, uh, corkscrew. About... I don't know what corkscrew fashion is. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Rob Calvert says Sicilians have been known to eat horse meat. French have been known to eat horse meat. Even hobbits have been known to eat horse meat. And back about 10, 10 years ago, there was that thing with a lasagna uh, with the horse meat as well. And uh, my dad reckons that loads of people in the UK have eaten horse meat because it probably ended up in beef mince. And he says, 
oh, what about that time we had that meat and it seemed a bit chewy? And I was like, well, it could have been horse meat or alternatively, it could have been like heart or other really hard uh, bits of organ meat. Um, it kind of reminds yeah. me of that when uh, the Irishman uh, dude goes dude goes to his Irish butcher, he sees these um, minced chicken sausages, and they're like really cheap. They're like cheaper than pork sausages. He says, "How can you do mm. minced chicken so cheap?" He said, "Ah, it's easy." He says, "I uh, says I'll put a li- little bit of horse meat in now. Do it dead fair. One chicken, one horse." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like that. Uh, oh. <laughs> Horse meat, why the long face? And I think we'll finish on that one, don't you think, Hobbit? Yeah, okay. From 14 Tune in next week for 14 words. For 40 